Hello, and welcome back to Tiny Testimonies. Disclaimer, this episode comes from ideas that an FSY session director talked to us about, so it was just too good I had to share, because it's been on my mind a lot since I've heard it just a few months ago. So, we are going to be in Mosiah 24, and this is Alma the Elder's people. They just got baptized and kind of ran away from King Noah so that they can worship God in peace. So, we are in verse 9, and Amulon, one of King Noah's wicked priests, is basically just like a slave master for them, and they're they're kind of going through it, and it says, yea, he, meaning Amulon, exercised authority over them, and put tasks upon them, and put taskmasters over, taskmasters over them. Verse 10, it says, and it came to pass, so great were their afflictions, that they began to cry, mightily to God, and Amulon commanded them that they should stop their cries, and he put guards over them to watch them, that whosoever should be found calling upon God should be put to death. And Alma and his people did not raise their voices unto the Lord their God, but did pour out their hearts unto him, and he did know the thoughts of their hearts. When it came to pass that the voice of the Lord came unto them in their affliction, saying, Lift up your heads and be of good comfort, for I know the covenant which ye have made unto me. And I will covenant with my people, and deliver them out of bondage. And I will also ease the burdens which are put upon your shoulders, that ye cannot feel them upon your backs, even while you are in bondage. And this I will do, that ye may stand as a witness for me hereafter, and that ye may know of a surety that I, the Lord God, do visit my people in their afflictions. So, in 9 and 14, we get this picture of people in bondage. God comes to Alma, the prophet, and says, I get it. I know exactly what you guys are going through. I'm aware of you. I'm going to deliver you. Because that's what God loves to do. He loves to deliver us. So, I'm really interested in the coming verses. So, in verse 18, it says, And now it came to pass that Alma and his people in the nighttime gathered their flocks together, and also their grain. Yea, even all the nighttime they were gathering their flocks together. So, God gave them what to do. He gave them a plan and said, I'm going to deliver you, but here's what you need to do for me to deliver you. Um, And if you notice, they pulled an all-nighter. They spent all night preparing to leave. And so I can imagine that in the morning, they are straight up exhausted. But in verse 20, it says, And Alma and his people departed in the wilderness, and when they had traveled all day. So after spending an all-nighter working, getting ready to go, trying to be quiet, and it must be super exhausting, They had traveled all day. Okay, I'm sure that they are just tired out of their minds. Okay, and so they pitched their tents in the valley. They called the valley Alma because he led their way in the wilderness. Yea, and in the valley of Alma, they poured out their thanks unto God unto them, that he, because he had been merciful unto them, and had eased their burdens, and had delivered them out of bondage. For they were not in bondage, and none could deliver them except it were the Lord their God. And they gave thanks unto God. So, it's amazing. They finally pitched their tents after traveling all day and staying awake all night. They finally are getting ready to wind down. And in verse 23, the Lord comes to Alma and said unto Alma, Haste thee, and get thou and this people out of the land. For the Lamanites have awakened and do pursue thee. So, could you imagine Alma praying, saying his nightly prayers? Because it was after they had all given thanks They had all met up. They all pitched their tents. And Alma, I'm sure, is thinking, hmm, that would have been nice like an hour ago after we were 
you know, or before we had pitched our tents. So, could you imagine being, I guess, Brother Alma, even though he was the prophet, they all knew him personally, and Alma going to everyone saying, hey guys, pick up your tents, we gotta keep going. I'm sure waking up their kids would have been exhausting, you know, it's like, are you, are you serious? We're gonna have to keep going after we spent all night awake and all day traveling, hiking with, with tents, right? They had to carry these tents and all their provisions. So it's crazy. They must be exhausted. And so think of this from Alma's standpoint and the prophet's standpoint. Sometimes the prophet has words for us that might be a little bit difficult, right? And I think a president Nelson asking us to think celestial this past weekend at general conference. And sometimes I'm sure that people complained, especially like the teenagers and the young adults and maybe even literally anyone. I don't think anyone's exempt from complaining, but I think that that's true of, of conference this week or this past weekend is that we, we were getting some, some difficult conversations every once in a while. And we're like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I need to, I was comfortable here, right? Like I had pinched my tent. I'd been working so hard and in following God's commandments, but now I need to try again and do more things and I need to keep walking even though I'm exhausted. So I guess my question, my hypothetical question is, how is God asking you to unpinch, un, unpitch your tent, essentially? How is God asking you to get out of your comfort zone to follow him and do things that might be a little bit difficult for you to do? Is there something that you've been working on for forever that, and you feel like God is always asking for more? Um, a good example of God asking a little bit more is Jesus Christ himself. In Matthew twenty six thirty nine, it says, Jesus Christ went a little further and fell on his face. And I think this phrasing wasn't an accident. If Jesus Christ hadn't taken every step of the journey through his sufferings, one or more of us would have been left to sorrow for eternity. And I, for one, am so glad that he picked up his hypothetical tent of comfort and kept going. He had already spent an entire lifetime, an entire ministry of helping people and giving so much for himself and already pushing himself to physical and spiritual and emotional limits for all of God's children. And he was asked to keep going, right? And so I, I love the thought of went a little further. And I know this is quite literal. He probably just went a little bit further distance wise, but that's exactly what the people of Alma had to do right? So sometimes God asks us to go just a little bit further and is asking us, even though we had stayed up all night doing what he's asked us to do and traveled all day doing what he's asked us to do, he might ask us, right, as we're getting comfortable in where we are, to get up and stretch just a little bit more. Not because he delights in it, but because he needs us to do it in order to receive his best blessings, right? The, the best possible blessings that he has for us, not second best blessings. Our stretching is uncomfortable, right? We, we test our spiritual limits so we can go beyond them. God doesn't want us to stay where we are. He loves us too much to keep us in this mortality. And so he's asked us to work and he sometimes says, I know you're trying so hard and normally that would be okay. But just in this instance, give a little bit more of yourself. And I'm so grateful that Christ has already taken the trek. He's already done all of this that we are going through. And so he'll be there to help us travel all day. He'll keep going 
all the way into the night and the next day and the next day and the next day. And he's more than happy to do this. That's why he came. And that's why he suffered for us. This will bring us closer to him. And he knows that we can do it. And it's just time that we trust him and stretch a little bit more and go a little bit farther.